This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you on another gloomy day. It's Wednesday. Eddie Scazzeri, what's up, man? Hello, podcast people. So I see uh, Al is off again. I'll be back on uh, Tuesday. You are now off for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. What are the uh, What are the big plans now going into Labor It's amazing we're in Labor Day weekend. What are the big plans? Uh, gearing up for the New Jersey Fiber Festival that my wife will be doing next weekend. Uh, so you're working. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So good times. So as we sit here, I just recorded a uh, an interview. Yes. Uh, for Rutgers football. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for a show that's going to be on the fan on Saturday. That's right. You know, it's one thing that college football plays games on Friday nights. I get that. I understand that. And Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. And Maction in November. The game is Sunday yeah. between Rutgers and Northwestern at 12 yeah. p.m. Mm-hmm. So I do the interview with Aaron Brightman, he, uh, website Rutgers website, it, uh, the Scarlet Faithful is called. Really good dude. And the entire time I'm saying, you know, I'm taping it for Saturday. My, today, noon, blah, it's college football Saturday. Here we go. And at the end, he's like, I don't want to be a bad guy. He goes, the game's tomorrow. <laughs> the game's Sunday, rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, Sunday? I had no idea. Yes. Oh, that is cool, though, that Rutgers is going to be on CBS on Sunday. Standalone, sure. That is, and I know on our station, too, with Carlin and Moose, but that is kind of neat. How much of the college football will you get into this weekend if you are working with your wife? Uh, as much as I can. I'll be, you know, of course, game day is a must for me on, on Saturday morning on ESPN. And, uh, but it starts uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Oh, it does tomorrow night? Wednesday night? Oh, wait, today's, no, today's hold on. What is Thursday, today? Uh, Thursday night. I'm so confused you because are. I worked the two days with Boomer, and I feel like today's Monday with yeah, Joe, which right. has been different. Yeah. So tomorrow night, Thursday night, kicks off your week of college football. Yeah, and uh, it's Florida, Utah, and ESPN is a big one. Did you get to see any of the Urban Meyer, uh, Tebow, Florida Gators documentary yet on Netflix? No, and I'm really not interested. Once I found out that Urban Meyer had like creative control and input, I'm out. It just I would suggest watching it. Mm. The 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 locker room footage they have is outstanding. The guys that are talking current day and looking back, forget Urban Meyer for a second because it's as much as it starts with Urban Meyer and he's telling the story, mm-hmm. there is so much Tebow information. Brandon Spikes is interviewed a lot through it. Um and there are a couple of other guys I don't I wasn't familiar with who they were. Um it's it's good, and as a college football fan, I think I think you would enjoy seeing the guys going through training camp 
it's just, it's a different, I shouldn't say it's that different, but it is a little bit of a different look. And I got a great feel for, and again, I'm going to put Urban Meyer to the side. I got a good feeling for the way the team came together and also reacted with one another when stuff was happening mm-hmm. off the field. It was in, it was interesting. So if I'm not looking for like truth necessarily about all of the issues that Urban had and the stuff that he allowed. Oh no, just, they cover it. Mm-hmm. And he he has regrets. Like the notion that they don't talk about guys getting arrested is not true. He flat out says like there were guys being I didn't I, he didn't say I don't know what to do, but he made it very clear like every day something was happening. Yeah, they had a long and ledger. It, and it was a struggle. Yeah. And he makes it also very clear that yes, for certain players you kind of Look the other way. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good, actually. Okay. When I first mentioned it, you know, I think it was Al, might have been Al, that, you know, said immediately, yeah, but they don't cover Aaron Hernandez and the, the NFL and the murder stuff. I'm like, yeah, but that's not what this was. Right. You know, they do. That was after, right. It was far after the the, the stuff in yeah, college. Years, yeah, And then Al even texted me, I guess it was maybe Monday, um, you know, or maybe Sunday that he so he watched it or watched the first couple of episodes. Loves it. Just because it's a it's a pretty good look into college football. And what platform is it? That's Netflix. Okay, you have Netflix. I do. So I, it's so funny because I literally uh, just canceled HBO Max, uh, which I only got to watch Hard Knocks, and then forgot that there were still two more episodes left. And oh. I forgot that Winning Time, which I was talking to Joe about with the Lakers, was on that. Uh, now I got to resign up. Uh, I have to resign up. So well, maybe you get a better deal. I suppose. I, I, I don't know that they need to give you a better deal. And I'm going to give you a Groundhog update. Oh, yes, please. So I'll give a pop to Terminex. They okay. have Terminex Wildlife. Um, they offer the services to barricade your homes and the sheds and all that. Mm-hmm. So so they came last Monday, and they uh, they did the shed. They did buy the house. Everything looked great. I noticed by Friday one of the barricades by the shed was already broken. What are these barricades made of? Like steel wire. Oh. And they dig a two-foot trench around the shed. They put the wire two feet down, and then they nail it to the shed. Right. Well, there's this one spot where it looked like where they nailed it, perhaps one of the pieces of wire was broken, Mm -hmm. and they got through. So, all right, so that's the first problem. I noticed that on Friday. I'm like, you know what? I'll call them Monday. I can't. Not, it's not that big a deal. I The shed doesn't bother me. It's stuff around the house that bothers me. Like, I'll call them Monday. Then Saturday morning, I saw these gigantic uh, groundhog tunnels by the house. They bro- they dug under the trench. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, now I got to call them. I got to tell you, the guy called Monday, and the woman says, um, listen, we're really busy. We can get to you next Tuesday. I'm like, all right. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, fine. I didn't complain. I didn't argue. All good. Within 15 minutes, I get a phone call from the original rep from Terminex. Is there any chance you could take some pictures and send them to me? Because I'm not comfortable that those barricades only lasted five days. It's like, wow. I'm like, yes, no problem. Go, I take the photos. I send them to him. He calls me right back. He goes, we'll be there before Tuesday. We'll call you before we come. Tuesday's too long to wait. I go, okay. So this was, today's Wednesday. So this was Monday afternoon around 3 o'clock. Yesterday, Kim gets home from work at about 2.30. They were there hmm. redoing everything. So a little pop to Terminex Wildlife that I think, you know, 
I don't want to say took accountability. They didn't do anything wrong. I mean, the groundhogs just kind of yes. ruined what they did. And they, if this doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, the uh, that's strange that they were able to get around it. They got under it. And so quickly. Yeah. So did they sink it deeper um, on this redo? There, were, there was a gap that they missed that I think was part of it where it looks like it started, but then they were able to dig around and under. Uh-huh. And then they, it's just unbelievable. Well, they found the weak link. Yeah. And they came right through. Yeah. And you know what he told me would be the best deterrent, which. A dog? Uh, a dog is definitely one. And that is still under consideration, mm-hmm. the golden retriever, right? That's the one I would get. Yes. I mean, they're not going to actively hunt the things, you know, or be aggressive. No, but that them. should. But usually a, the dog urine is a big deterrent for. On the property. Yes. So that it's it's worth thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I I see. What I need, as you know, is I need the proper deterrent and a dog that's going to get along with the cats because I don't want to ruin the cats' lives. Right. And if you get a dog that is big enough, because these groundhogs are not small. No, they're big. So you can't get like a, a Jack Russell. That's what Boomer was telling me to get. He's like, they'll go hunt those things. They will. But here's the thing: if the groundhog like fights back, it could hurt him. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. It's more than a fair fight. Yeah. And that uh, I don't want. And, you know, or a raccoon, forget about it. A raccoon, even a larger dog would be in trouble. They are vicious. Groundhogs are tough, but not like a raccoon. Mm. But, yeah, but if you're going to get a larger terrier-type hunter-killer dog, that most likely would be a problem with your cats unless you get a puppy and then introduce it and then their boss and then they respect and they're part of the family, that whole thing. Well, the only way I would do it, whatever dog it would be, it would be a puppy. Like, I don't have any. I don't want to. Just, I don't want to go get a, an older dog that's going to come in and create chaos in the house. That's not. That to me is not interesting. The the, uh, the whole idea is getting the puppy, especially a dog that's only lived for ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because it's ten to twelve years they say for uh, a golden yeah, retriever. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Maybe a little longer. Yeah, you're thirteen if you're lucky. So I I would prefer to get a puppy. Now is that a, that's the type of dog you have to go to a breeder for? Um, usually, yeah. Or, you know, but this could be a process. Adopt a, uh, you know, an 18-month-old dog from the seeing eye. That was a seeing eye dropout. They're still young. A seeing eye dropout. But 18 months is still a big dog. It, yeah, it's a dog. It is not a puppy. Right. But, I, I don't think that will go over well with the cats. I don't. Right. But in terms of the dog's interaction with them, that they'll be, especially if it's a, a golden retriever or even a Labrador, they'll be fine with the cats. It won't be... Because that's something we try to expose them to as we're training them. And, and the trainers, when they get up there, they do that. So it's not an issue. Uh, yeah, but you know, but that takes a, that's a waiting list, and it's money and uh, the whole thing. Oh, I'm sure. To adopt a seeing eye dropout. That, and you mentioned the waiting list uh, the, the, and the money. Like, that's the other thing. I told, like, my wife. I'm like, you know, we get, if we do this, and I don't know that we are, but if we do this, you know what? It ain't cheap. No. You know, no. I mean, I don't have pet insurance. I probably should get it because yes. the cats have cost me a fortune. Yeah. You get a dog now and those vet, it's amazing how much everything costs. Like even yeah. those bills are up. And a bag of food. And a bag of food you know, is not they, cheap. They're going to be eating, you know, three and a half at that age, probably three and a half to four cups of food a day. Uh, you know, so we, you could get a big 40 pound bag of food every couple of weeks and, you know, it adds up. It'd be like Uncle Eddie from uh, Christmas Vacation. Have Clark buy all the dog yeah. food because it's so damn expensive. Right. It's fun. And the thing about the small dog that would freak me out is the the bird, the vultures. 
I, like, I would be worried if I had a Yorkie running around the backyard. I would uh, find it five miles y- away. Yeah, Yorkie, they're, they're tiny. But, uh, yeah, that's usually not that much of an issue with the – you have turkey vultures, you said? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're, real, they're carrion birds. You know, they eat dead things usually. Not live things. Correct. Now, if you have a big hawk or a, in the area. Yeah, we've seen those too. So, but – Generally, they're not going to go for a dog unless they're desperately hungry. But in your area, there's plenty of rodents, rabbits, and stuff like that. A lot of dead carcass. Yeah, they'll they'll scavenge too, but usually they're they're live prey. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. How much? No, I don't want to give me a no. Don't give me a number. I don't need that. How much though have you overhauled your house since you moved in? Uh, okay. Well, we redid the first. We had a classic Cape Cod, unmodified Cape Cod. Okay. The Virgin Attic doghouse dormers. You know, nothing up there, but you know, just the wooden planks and the beams and the mm-hmm. whole thing. So. And you bought it when? This was 1991. Wow, you've been in your house 30-something years 34 already? years, yes. Wow. No, 32, 32 years. years, yes. Wow, okay. Um, here, 34 years. Right. So first thing we did, we, we and the t- kitchen was tiny. The kitchen was about the size of where I stand in the control room. Mm. It was tiny. Okay. So, uh, the well, all right, we redid the bathroom, the tiny little bathroom, but that's not really a modification. We finished the upstairs, but still with the sloping mm-hmm. roofs. Then we decided to make a big kitchen out, and we took down the the wall between the kitchen and the dining room. And this has got to be, and they had that upstairs modification was within the first five years when we finished the upstairs. Right. Um, and then we did we knocked down the wall between the kitchen and the dining room, and made one big kitchen and an eating area, no dining room. That was in. 2000, right around 2000, 99, 2000. And then when my mother-in-law died and my father-in-law moved in, we did the major remodification. We turned it into a colonial, kicked out the back. Wow. Went up, uh, had a full second story. Did you like build a new house? Yes. Basically, we had one wall. Oh, you pulled that? You did that? Well, the front of the house, the front. You know, the two sides back to a point, and then the front where the existing. Yeah. But then it, there's some loophole or something yeah. where the. You it's know, an addition as opposed to a correct. complete rebuild. Right. Yes. And we actually, and when we did the push out in the back, we actually excavated so we have a larger basement. Wow. Too. So that was a major modification. Where'd you stay during all that? At my. That was in. She died in in May of '08, and we we decided to stay and not move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that work started in like early December of 2008. So and I was working with you every day when you were going through this. Yes, and it wow. was finished in like mid March of 2009. Oh, faster than I would have thought. And we stayed 
with my parents on Staten Island because mm-hmm. they had some, you know, space. Yeah, yeah. It was tight and inconvenient and the whole thing. But what are you going to do? Well, the yeah. house was unlivable. Right. So that's what we did for those. So you like, basically had a new house in 2009. Correct. Essentially. Correct. So there's really nothing else you had to do. You've had to do then, aside from your solar panels, which you did, right? right. And you did a... a uh, and landscaping, which doesn't... Not, that, I'm not counting that. But then... And this, a generator you did. Correct. But then this just uh, this past, uh, last about a year ago, uh, I we were talking about doing, you know, re- we had talked for years about redoing the kitchen again. Okay. Because the old kitchen was at the back of the house, right. where a kitchen should be, according to the people. But when we redid the house, the big redo, the kitchen wasn't that old, and we didn't have the money to do a whole new kitchen or move it. Mm-hmm. So we just, eventually we thought we were going to move the kitchen to the back of the house where the new dining room mm-hmm. was, but the dining room where the kitchen was, blah, blah, blah. So we did that. We started that last September okay. with Al's uh, contractor mm-hmm. friend, Drywall Mike. Right. And we had contact him. He put in a front door, a back door from us, and then we were talking about this bigger project, and we said, yeah, you know what the hell. We're going to do that, and we did that, uh, and that took a few months because he never left us without a kitchen. It was awesome. Nice. It was just a few hours without a sink and a fridge because he basically had to turn the sink and the fridge around mm-hmm. and put them on the other side of the same wall and blah, blah, blah. Interesting. So, yeah, so that was that was major, I would say. Yeah, that is major. I mean, not as big as the whole no, that's house a, we do, which was... That's a big job, though. ...was expensive. But, yeah, this other one was... Uh, and it was... So well done and so much less expensive than we thought it was That's going great. to be. Very good. Because of the way this drywall yeah. mic, the way he works mm. and how he does things, it was just, it was good. Just made me think of it because like yesterday, you know, after I came home and they had finished it, I'm like, I've only been in this house, not even six years yet. It's five, right? 2017, 20, it'll be six years in November. Mm-hmm. And it's like in six years, I've put a brand new air conditioning system in, a brand new furnace, a brand new hot water heater. I had to rip the old deck down because the planks were rotting out and I had to put a, a new Trex deck in, which I wasn't planning on doing mm-hmm. for another couple of years. I've got to redo the pool now next spring because the liner essentially ripped. I had to groundhog proof the backyard. I've had to put three floors in the basement because of two, the first one I just did, and then I had two floods, so I had to right. put... It's just been nonstop. It has been. It's been it's in, unbelievable. Uh, it seems like a uh, an inordinate amount of stuff. It's unreal. That you've had to do. Oh, I mean, it's and, stupid. Because I've been in that house, whatever thirty two years. We said, yeah, and you've not done a lot, but you but you built a brand new house in correct, fairness, which is a big deal. But I'm saying that we chose to do. There wasn't an issue. We didn't right, have a true. problem, and we did have one when we got the solar panels in. Uh, they didn't put the critter guards in, so one oh, okay. year we had. A uh, raccoon uh, gave birth underneath one of the solar panels. Oh, God. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they ate through the roof. Oh, my God. And it was, like, raining in our uh, in our bedroom. Oh, my God. So that was a thing. But they it was, the, like, was their fault. They came. Oh, they, good. They, no charge, which was, like, oh, my God. And they oh took care God. of it, yeah. And I, I was shocked. Yeah. But uh, it was taken care of uh, and quickly, mm-hmm. relatively. And, uh, yeah, I've been happy, so. I think the only thing we've done in that house sooner than, or when we wanted to, like everything else was on the list, but like in time. Sure. Was the basketball, like we did a paver basketball half court for the kids. 
when we first moved in because they were huge in the basketball and I, and it, that money I would spend 10 times over because it paid off a million times over already. But everything else was, I remember saying we were going to do the deck, which we did in, what was this, 23? We did the deck in the fall of 21. I remember that was on our plan for like this summer. We were going to do it. But in the late summer of 21, my foot went through a plank. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, you just think, it's, you think it's ugly, but it was fine. No, it was a it was a problem. Like it's like two years not, before I wanted to do it. Not termites though. It wasn't or termites. It was ends, no, rot. no. It was just an old old plank. It was nothing like that. But whatever. All right, we got to go. Okay. Um, enjoy your extended weekend. Yes. I will be here tomorrow, and tomorrow morning you'll have more of uh, Flegelman and Peter Schwartz. You Please say what you got to say, and we'll get out of here. See. You.